0: Welcome to the female CEO show biz bestie. I'm your business big sis, Courtney, a corporate dropout turned two times founder with a passion for helping women build businesses that support their dream lives, not businesses that run their lives. Let's face it. Being a woman is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard, but you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to have the real unfiltered conversations about business ownership as a woman that no one else is. Get ready to level up and let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, biz besties. Welcome to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. I started talking about this in the weekly update episode, which if you are not familiar... I am starting to do a weekly update episode to kind of give you the inside scoop on what's going on inside of my life and my business as a way to help drop the veil, um, to, you know, nix the highlight reel, and to really let you in on the behind the scenes because we just don't, we don't see enough of that. And I think it's creating a really toxic business environment um, and a toxic environment in our minds that, you know, that we're failing, that we're not doing good enough. And so every week I'm going to record a little episode, just kind of giving you the scope, the skinny on what I'm working through in my business, what's going on in my life. Because I feel like these are conversations people just aren't having, like people aren't actually very upfront about, what's going on in their business. Like for reals, um, people aren't talking about their failures. People aren't talking about their mistakes. They only want to talk about their wins. Um, but we learn so much more from our mistakes than we do from our wins. And if you're able to learn something from me by me sharing that amazing, or if it just makes you feel less alone, then that's exactly what I want because We are all in this together on this roller coaster of entrepreneurship. You're not failing, you're growing. And that's really what I am making an effort to make season two all about. So you can expect those to come out at the end of the week and we'll kind of see what ends up happening, working out, what you guys like, what you guys want. So I want to hear your feedback on those weekly episodes Um, but you can expect them to be like shorter update episodes or maybe me going on like tangents. I don't know. Um, just kind of like stream of conscious, but that way I'm able to fit in more of that and like the real life, uh, between doing the like educational solo episodes and then doing guest interviews. So I'm really excited about it. Keep me updated with your thoughts on it, but I was kind of alluding to this in the weekly recap episode and I was like this needs a whole damn episode of its own and it's about the highlight reel and it's about building a business in this era of the social media highlight reel and honestly just like fuck the highlight reel fuck your highlight reel I'm so tired of it I am exhausted I'm exhausted by the highlight reel and The highlight reel, especially on Instagram, has, like, definitely been a thing for years and years. Like, you know, just even in college, everyone's, like, posting the highlight reel of their life. Um, But now in business, it's just, like, hmm, Like, we know the shit that goes down is business owners and in business. And people just don't talk about it. And I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. But... I was saying that, like, part of the reason I was doing those weekly update episodes now is because it's really easy for us to get in our heads as business owners when we are, you know, like six months into business, one year into business, two years into business, and like things aren't going the way we think they should, or things aren't going the way that it looks like they should based on other people's businesses and how they're operating their businesses. And it's because they're just showing the highlight reel. And because the marketing is a little whack. Like, especially with, like, business coaches. I feel like there's just some, like, very crafty messaging. that's like, that's not the full truth. Um, and it's just, it's just marketing. And it's kind of giving me the ick, but I just want to talk about So to talk about all of this, like in a full episode of its own, the highlight reel, building your business, what it takes to build a successful business, all of that. So welcome to the inner workings of my mind. Let's let's chat. But where do I want to kick this off? Because I just I don't know. I feel like the the highlight reel is just really freaking. I'm so annoyed by it. Um there's one business coach in particular that I came across because someone that I knew was like in her, in her mastermind is being mentored by her. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, you know, creeping on her page, checking her out, seeing what she's about. And she talks a lot about how she made a million dollars cash in one year. And I'm like, damn, like she just started her business and went from zero to a million in a year. That's mad impressive like what and so I was scrolling through her Instagram page trying to see like get a feel of like what her content looked like a year ago and like kind of what she was doing to build her business and what she did to build it that quickly and just kind of you know looking at what she did and then I kept scrolling and kept scrolling and kept scrolling and realized that she'd been in business for like three or four years But she made a million dollars cash in one year, and that's what she was talking about. Which I like, I guess I understand, but the way that it was worded, the way that it's presented almost makes it feel like she got into business and went from zero to a million in 12 months. But that's not the truth at all. And she's like not showcasing or sharing anything about those like first three years in business before she made the million dollars. And I feel like that's just such a disservice to everyone. Because now we as online business owners, you know, you have a business for six months, have a business for a year. And when it's not a million dollars yet, and it's, you know, nowhere close to making a million dollars, we're like, what's wrong with us? what's wrong? What am I not doing right? What am I not missing? And like, we're constantly looking for more fixes, more fixes, more programs, more coaches, more free downloads, more master classes. Like we just keep looking for different strategies, different answers to get us to that point where these other people are, because we know it's a possibility for us. We know it's available to us. And it's just like, whatever we're doing just hasn't clicked yet. But we're forgetting that building a business takes time. And oftentimes, like I'm really starting to think and realize that that missing piece is just time. It's patience. It's consistency. That's the secret. That's how you build a community. You have to like build that trust with people. You have to gain their trust. And you have to, you know, like get new eyes on you. Like all of that just takes Time for that amount to that much. But the way so many people are presenting their business and their business success doesn't showcase any of that, doesn't talk about that. And I just think that's a shame. Really, really, I do. And I am just really sick and tired of the highlight reel and using. The highlight reel is marketing and because then the marketing is like misleading and then the marketing makes you feel bad and the marketing makes you question yourself and your business and if you're doing the right thing. And I think you're doing the right thing. I think if you had the guts to take the jump and to take the leap into entrepreneurship, like you're here for a reason. And maybe you'll pivot and you'll do some things, but I think overall, like, you're here for the right reason and you're on the right path. So just keep taking the steps and you'll find what's meant for you and what you're supposed to do and you'll fall into it. But, oh, it's just so, like, it's so frustrating. And then, like, people come to me when they're building their social media management businesses or their agencies and... They're feeling so defeated. And I'm like, you, like, I've been in business for three years. Like, you have to give it more than three months. Like, you have to give it some time. Building a business is hard. And I really feel like social media and online businesses have made us think that starting a business is easy or should be easy. And I feel like so much of that has to do with people's marketing, with what people are saying, with the highlight reels that people are showcasing. And it's like, this shit isn't easy. And it's not meant to be easy. And if you want this life of freedom, of flexibility, like to have the time freedom, to have the financial freedom, like you don't just get that for nothing. Like it is a benefit. It is a perk. It is a reward for the hard work that you do. Like that doesn't just plop in your lap. If everyone got to live their dream life easy peasy by having their own business. Like I don't like people wouldn't still be working nine to fives. Like this shit's hard and it's supposed to be like, I don't think it's supposed to be easy peasy. Like there are definitely different things that you're going to have to learn to make this journey work for you. But like, it takes time. So in college, I studied entrepreneurship. I have a degree in entrepreneurship which I, you know, don't use at all as an entrepreneur but um <laughs> because uh, online businesses like hadn't really taken off the way that they have today when I was in school and certainly with like what you're learning from like textbooks or lessons plans. Like it wasn't in there. Like the businesses that I was learning about were like very traditional businesses. It was like a product-based business. It was a brick and mortar business. It was having to build out a business plan to get investors, things like that. Nothing that I have had to do at all. Like the way that I thought, like you would have to build a business plan. Like it was elaborate, like 80 page business plan. To be able to showcase to investors when I built a business and then I just, you know, started the business in my basement for very little money and <laughs> it took off. Like it, the schooling hadn't caught up and I, you know, I would be surprised if it even has today. But one thing that really stuck with me that we did learn was that the average business breaks even in year three. So like year one and year two, you are in the red. You are losing money building this business. Year three, you break even. And then by year five, the average business owner is able to start paying themselves like a salary. Five years, the first two years, you're not even profitable. And this is going to be for a business that has like, obviously, more startup fees, more investments, brick and mortar product base. But the sentiment of that still holds true today in online businesses where you have low startup. Like, yeah, you can be profitable in year one. Absolutely. Like, it shouldn't take you long to break even in your online business. You can be profitable and paying yourself within year one. That's incredible. That's awesome. Like what a leg up because not being able to pay yourself for like five years isn't very sustainable for a lot of people. So what online business has done for entrepreneurship, I think is incredible. What social media has done for entrepreneurship, for business owners is absolutely incredible. But we are so enwrapped in this instant gratification that you start a business and it should be successful in three months it should be successful in six months it should be making six figures in one year it should be a million dollar business in a year because that's what you're seeing everyone else do that's what you're seeing everyone else talk about doing But they're not sharing the full story. Like how misleading is it that this woman is out here saying she built a million dollar business in 12 months. When it actually took her four years to get there. Like she made a million dollars cash in one year. But that doesn't mean that it took her one year to build a million dollar business. She'd been building that business for three years prior. That's so frustrating to me. That's so frustrating to me. How misleading. How misleading is that? And I don't, I think if you can't be, see, it's just like, we're all obsessed with the get rich quick scheme. Everyone wants to get rich quick. I don't think there are very many ways to get rich quick, even as like, but as I say that, like if it takes you three years, four years, even five years to build a business that does a million dollars every year, That's still pretty quick in the grand scheme of things. Am I wrong? Like, work five years, work three years to build a million-dollar business? That's pretty freaking impressive. Because if you think about it, if you spent, you know, three years working in corporate, you would have less than $200,000 to show for it over that whole time. So if you can build a million-dollar business in a few years, like, awesome. That's incredible. That's fast. But we get so caught up that like, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe this is the wrong business. Like, maybe this isn't going to be what does it. And you're three months, six months, 12 months into your business. We have to give things more time. Like, to build a community of obsessed followers, of obsessed buyers, like, you have to build trust. That takes time. That takes consistency. That takes patience. That takes showing up. Over and over again, even when you don't want to. And the desire and like so many people are out there, you know, talking about what they're doing to make money and how they're getting rich quick and all of that. And everyone's like, oh, you know, new shiny thing, like on to the next thing. And so a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, a video popped up on my For You page and it was a girl I used to know from network marketing and now she has a dropshipping business and is also like a coach teaching other people how to build dropshipping businesses. And she's like, you know, showcasing this like super luxe life and a successful dropshipping business, which is awesome for her. And I said something to my friends about it that I'm still friends with from that we met in network marketing. And one of them was like, yeah, it kind of seems like everyone who was still in the company is like doing all of these other things now and they're constantly doing something new like every six months and I was like that is so interesting like it's drop shipping it's affiliate marketing it's UGC it's oh there was another one oh like another network marketing company I feel like there was another business though but it's like everyone just kind of keeps oscillating between these things and it's like the trendy get rich quick scheme at the time <laughs> network marketing totally being one of those like totally being one of those and i think especially like well to to getting into network marketing at least in the company that we worked in it was like kind of promoted as like a get rich quick thing so i feel like the, and we watched a lot of people get rich quick And I feel like it's so inundated in people's heads, especially from this network marketing company, like of get rich quick. And now everyone is just looking for the next thing that's going to get them rich quick. And they'll spend six months diving in and doing something. And when it doesn't get rich, get them rich quick and something else new and shiny and promising comes along, they're jumping ship onto the next thing to try and get rich quick. And I promise you, if you spend every six months, every year starting a new business and not going deep in the business you have, you're never going to get to that point of financial freedom. I really believe that. And there's something to be said about like knowing when your business isn't right or like if it's failing or if you just need to chalk that up to a failure and move on to something. I think there's a lot of power in that and knowing when it's time to walk away. But if you're just constantly chasing, like you get into something so you can make money, And then it doesn't make you money within a few months and you see something else that promises to make you money so you decide to jump ship and do that instead. Like you're constantly going to be in that startup process of your business, which is not when things are making money, is not when you have built trust, is not when you have like that momentum going, when you have consistency. Because you're constantly doing one thing and then the next and then the next and then the next. And you have to go deep in your business if you want it to be successful. And so when it comes to the people that you follow on social media, because I like, there's so much highlight reel content. So much like, "Mm, I built this business, this now I'm like 22 and making $12 million. Like, and I did it in six months and you can do it too. Like, so pay me to teach you how to do it all of this shit like there's just so much highlight reel content out there that can really make you get in your head like I've been in business for a year and it took her a year to build a million dollar business but look deeper look deeper if it seems too good to be true it probably is in some way shape or form and you never have any idea what someone was doing before That added tools into their toolbox to help launch them into the next thing that they're doing. But yeah, that specific example of the like built a million dollar business in 12 months. It's like, no, you built a million dollar business in four years. You made a million dollars in one year, but it took you three years of building your business to get there. That shit pisses me off so much. And we're all just inundated with that on social media. So I would really encourage you to be very aware of the content that you're consuming and the people that you follow and how they market themselves and their business and talk about their success and if it is showing the full picture and if it seems true and accurate or if it seems like a little too good to be true or if it's just like, good marketing and they want to get people in on that promise of like, I built a million dollar business in a year. I'll teach you how to do it too kind of thing. Or so people think if they work with you, they'll be able to have a million dollar business in a year too. but that isn't the reality of it. And that's so frustrating. (laughs) It's so frustrating to me, but really like keep an eye on the people that you follow and the content that you consume that like does make you feel triggered in that way. And when I say triggered, I really mean like that makes you feel bad or that makes you question yourself, your business, what you're doing. That's not a good follow for you if it's making you feel self-doubt or if it's making you feel self-conscious about yourself and your success in your business. I don't think that's a good follow because now I feel like everyone is just constantly like looking like, you know, what's the next thing I can buy? Who's the next person I can work with that's going to give me that that key that I need? And we all just look over the fact that like time and consistency are very likely the missing keys and sure you can continue to learn things you'll continue to refine your messaging and like refine your strategies but it's not even if you're constantly just chasing like new strategies and trying something new in your business every six months like you're probably going to give your customer base your following like whiplash and you're never giving it time to go deep enough Because you're constantly just like, oh, this isn't working, okay, on to the next thing. Oh, this isn't working, okay, on to the next thing. Like with TikTok, I've been consistently posting on TikTok for, oh gosh, six, six, seven months now. And like, it hasn't taken off. But I know that these things can take time and the patience and consistency will pay off. And things are like getting more traction For me on TikTok, like the engagement is great. I just haven't had like that viral video yet that's going to bring in all of the followers that I know I'm destined to have. But if I would have just given up after three months, after six months, because I didn't have 10,000 followers on TikTok yet, then like there's literally no way I would ever get 10,000 followers on TikTok. These things just take time. And no one wants to, no one wants to allow it to take the time. Building a business, building a successful business is going to take you time. And I think if you can just accept that and like put your head down and like dedicate yourself to like working on your business and not wavering from it for one year and then see where you're at in a year. You're going to grow so much. Your business is probably going to change a little bit too. Like you're going to change. But you have to give these things the time. Any overnight success you've ever seen, it's not an overnight success. You just weren't paying attention before. And then I feel like people really allow themselves to lean into the fact that they were an overnight success. (laughs) Even though they know they've been putting in the work, they've been doing these things for that long. It's more, it's sexier if they seem like they were an overnight success. Right? Like, um, like Addison Rae, Charlie D'Amelio. They were overnight successes, essentially, not, I mean, they weren't, but you know, they grew very, very quickly on TikTok. And it was like an overnight success thing, but they grew on TikTok because they were great dancers Which took them years of practice to get there. So even if you look at their social media, like if you look at them as overnight successes, like their social media success could have been overnight success. But it's because of the years of work that they put in prior to that that allowed them to get on TikTok and grow quickly. They aren't an overnight success. You know, that's something they've been honing since they were probably like three or five years old. Overnight successes aren't real. Quit expecting yourself to be an overnight success. You have to put in the time. That's just the reality of it. And cool. If you can build a million dollar business in five years, like that's a gr- That's great. Five years. That's like nothing. Five years of hard work for 60 years of complete freedom. Like Amazing. That's an amazing trade-off. Why are you getting so frustrated that you don't have a million dollar business in six months or one year? And so instead of just going deep into one business for three years, five years, building a big successful business for yourself, you're going to spend six months doing this, six months doing that, hopping around to a new business idea, trying that, constantly chasing The money, constantly chasing the freedom, constantly chasing the idea that you have in your head. And that's a surefire way to never get there because you're just so busy chasing all the new things and constantly seeing something shiny and being like, oh, what if I did that instead? And you go dive into that. But you just like you stay surface level in it all. You're not going deep. Dive deep this fall, this winter, like I am putting my head down and I am going deep into my work, into my businesses, and I'm coming up for air in the spring and I'm going to reevaluate. We'll look at things then, but I'm going deep right now because I know by doing that, I'm going to be in a completely different place in the spring. I know that my business, that my bank account, everything is going to be completely different just by putting in a few months of deep work. It's going to completely change things. Dedicate yourself to doing the same and quit expecting your business to just explode overnight when you're only working a few hours a day, a few days a week. Can you? Yeah. Is it going to build you a million dollar business? Probably not. Is it going to pay the bills? Sure. That's awesome. If that's what you want, awesome. But the actions that you take have to align with what you're trying to get out of your business. If you just want a little business to pay pay the bills or give you some fun money, send you on vacations, cool. Do little work, take little actions, work little hours. If you want a big business that's going to build you a big life and a big future and a big bank account, you have to take big actions. And it's just this freaking highlight reel. That we're fed that is completely clouding our minds and is clouding our vision and is clouding our perception of reality. Of what we think is possible, what we think is normal, and what we expect of ourselves. And it's creating a really tough, really toxic relationship with ourselves, I feel like. And I'm just here to freaking drop that this season. I'm so over it i imagine you have to be too if you are if you're over the highlight reel let me know i just don't feel like it's serving anyone anymore and especially when people are like being dishonest in the name of putting a good highlight reel out there and it's like but but that doesn't really that that's not true don't don't tell me you built a million dollar business in 12 months when it took you four years to get to that point of building that business Of doing the work, you know, like that's just totally bending the truth or leaving out a huge chunk of the story to just make a sexy sounding Instagram post or Instagram bio. You know? Gives me the ick. Gives me the ick. And I'm over it. And I feel like it's just hurting everyone because it's when we're already hard on ourselves. Seriously? Leroy just came up to me. He's sitting here in front of me for some pets. Faced by the microphone. And he just burps. So if you heard that, that was Leroy. Not me. (laughs) He just wanted to say hi. Yes? Do Do you care to give your two cents, bud? Do you have something to say? He's a man of few words. That's okay. That's okay. We like that, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there to help you kind of like recalibrate your expectations for yourself. And if you're feeling frustrated and if you are feeling frustrated in your business and you haven't found the success that you want to yet, they're like, what can you do? What can you change? Can you change up your messaging? Can you change up your copy? Can you learn more about sales, about sales copy, about sales psychology, buyer psychology, and speak to different buyers and buyer types? Like, If you have a great offer inside of your business, but it's not selling, it's because of the way that you are marketing it. It's because of the way that you were going about selling it. And people don't feel like they absolutely need it. So how can you start positioning it in a way that people feel like they absolutely need it? How can you showcase that transformation and really get people in their feels and put people in the shoes instead of just being like, it comes with four hours of trainings and 12 worksheets. <laughs> like, but like, what's the transformation? Like, wh- how is... What's someone gonna feel like, or what's their life gonna be like after purchasing? And it's the it's these little things, and it's not necessarily like changing your business or changing your offer suite or changing your branding. <laughs> it's literally like it's getting better at sales. It's getting better at marketing. I posted a TikTok about this that I, I it was just in the depths of my drafts um, I recorded it a long time ago, but it was saying that if you are an entrepreneur, you're in sales. Like you are in sales now as an entrepreneur. Welcome. Welcome. You are a salesperson now because you are always selling as an entrepreneur. you you have to sell yourself and you have to sell your offer. You have to bring money into the business. You are the salesperson. You are in sales as a business owner. No matter what kind of business you have, you are in sales as an entrepreneur. You need to get comfortable with sales. You need to learn sales. And if that's not something you have ever learned, you have ever tried to improve on, is something completely foreign to you, that's absolutely something you need to dive into in your business. And learn. And it is going to make a huge difference. Same with marketing. Marketing should be your number one priority. I think marketing should be your number one priority in your business. I really do. Shortly followed there by sales. But you have to know marketing first to be able to get to sell to people. To bring people into your funnel. Learn marketing. Learn sales. Lean heavy. Into both of them. You have to market your business to be able to sell in your business. And you have to be able to sell in your business to be able to make money, to be able to grow your business, to be able to pay your bills. You have to sell. You are the rainmaker as the CEO. You make it rain, you bring the business in. Maybe you aren't the one who's doing the work. Maybe you have a team that you can outsource it to, but like you are the rainmaker. You have to make it rain. You have to make that money come in as the business owner. And so if you have spent no time on your marketing, on learning marketing, if you spent no time on sales, learning about sales, there are two avenues for you that you can take right now that I promise by diving into, you will increase the results of your business, you will build a stronger business. You will be making more sales if you learn marketing and sales. And even if your your business has nothing to do with marketing or sales, you have to learn it. You have to understand it as an entrepreneur. It's another one of those hats that you've got to put on as the business owner, as the CEO. There are a lot of hats. And those are one of those things that you just have to learn there are great books. You can watch YouTubes, listen to podcasts, invest in a course, invest in a coach if you want. But there are so many ways that you can learn about selling, about marketing. These things that you can do to completely improve what you are doing. And I want to share this Um with you, I thought about doing an episode on it, but I'll just pop it in here. I was on a sales call a couple of weeks ago and I'm kind of trying out just like a different approach on sales calls where it's more of me just like I'm there being the expert. I'm not really like putting an emphasis on sales, but I am just showing up as the expert and that is innately just selling me. Because I'm the expert. And people are going to have sales calls with multiple people, most likely. So what can you do to just stand out, to be different, to really assert yourself as the expert? Where can you give your advice? Where can you give suggestions? I was on a call with someone, a sales call, and we were talking. And I was like, are you guys on TikTok at all? He was like, no. And I was like, you guys need to be on TikTok for this. Like, absolutely. That's the place to be. And like was giving them some advice. And it was just free advice. And I feel like so many times when you're on a sales call, you're like, whoop, like zip your lip. You don't want to give out too much information. You don't want to give out too much free information. And then it's like, you give them this great idea and then they hire someone else and have them execute it. Like, yeah, that's shitty. That sucks. But Did giving them that free information, like, really cost you anything? Really put you out by telling them to get on TikTok? No. But it makes you stand out as someone who knows their shit, as someone who's willing to give suggestions on what is best. You're just really establishing yourself as the expert, And I think it just makes you stand out so much more when you're willing to just be like, hey, like, let me give you some advice. Let me give you these tips. Or let me just, like, you know, say these things because I'm the freaking expert at this. I know what I'm doing. And it just kind of makes people be like, oh, whoa. Okay. Like, she obviously seems like she knows what she's doing way more than the other candidates. Right? So just... I don't know. I feel like I'm just really stepping into a a season in my life where I'm like not interested in gatekeeping. And I haven't been in business, like helping other women grow their businesses, like with this podcast, with my coaching business, helping women build marketing agencies. Like I have a zero gatekeeping policy in my coaching business. Like I'm not going to keep anything from you. If you want to know it, if you want to learn it, I'll tell you it does me no good to just like keep it to myself there's room for everyone to win money isn't real there's an unlimited amount of money in the world like there's room for everyone to have as much money as they damn well please so me gatekeeping isn't going to do anything other than potentially give me like bad karma or make someone else gatekeep information from me that could be beneficial to me later on down the road i don't know just not about it i want to help more women make money and live their dream lives. So I don't gatekeep, but I feel like I'm really just kind of stepping into that too inside of my agency. Like as a social media strategist, like I'm just, I'm not interested in gatekeeping because the more you can showcase yourself as the expert to people, because so many people are like so many people are so afraid to give away information for free. They're scared to give away too much information. They don't want to tell you too much. For fear that they'll take it and run with it. And it's like if you can just answer their question or give them that information. How are you going to set yourself apart? Because so many people are afraid to share information. So many business owners like gatekeep on sales calls. And it's like if you're the one who didn't. I don't know. I'd probably be more willing to work with someone who was like giving me their ideas and their suggestions and what they thought I should do versus the person that was just like, yeah. Yeah, like, (laughs) I don't know, like doesn't doesn't say anything. It's a completely different vibe. So that's just a little tangent on sales calls. And selling in general, that I wanted to share that I had experienced in the past couple of weeks, that I was like, yeah, this is, it feels better, it's more fun, it's more collaborative, but it really establishes you as the expert in the room. And I feel like it's just changing the game entirely for me. But I feel like this was a good kind of like first, like real solo episode of the season to dive into things with you because I feel like this really sets the seed of what I want season two to be about and really like what I'm trying to grow the show towards and like what I want like fuck your highlight reel, honestly, just fuck it. I don't care. I don't care about your highlight reel. The flip side of that is though is like I'm also not gonna be the girl who's like, Oh, I'm crying. Let me go get my phone and record it so I can post a video of me crying because that's real. That's raw. Like, mm, that just feels opportunistic. I don't know. That one's a little weird to me, too. Like, that doesn't feel. I don't know. I guess that's not like highlight reel, but it just feels a little uh, that one's always been a little weird for me. I'm not going to be that girl either. Who's filming myself crying uh, It doesn't mean that I don't cry. But I don't. Sorry. Yawn. But I don't see it as a content opportunity. That just feels inauthentic to me. So. I don't know. I feel like I'm just out here. Almost like. Pioneering a new way. That's just like. Real. That's just authentic. Which doesn't seem like I should be the one. Pioneering it. But I'm tired of the highlight reels. And. Again, like, you're not going to find me, like, posting TikToks of me crying, but that's why, like, I really want to start treating this show more as, like, my digital diary and give you guys the down low, and that's what you can expect on those weekly recap episodes of what's going on in my life, what's going on in my business. Um, I am really pushing the guests this season To get more vulnerable, to open up more, to showcase the hard sides of their businesses as well. Because again, like, I'm not here to promote someone's highlight reel. I'm not here to promote someone's highlight reel. If you just want to promote your highlight reel, this is not the show for you to come and be a guest on. (laughs) It is absolutely not. Because... This shit is hard. This shit is not always pretty. It's not always glamorous or sexy or fun. But we're putting in the work to build something incredible. And I really want to urge you to dig deeper because I don't believe that you're meant for a small business. I don't. And we can get so in our heads because we see so much content about people building these massive businesses and like doing it so quickly with, I say this with air quotes and, but that's not actually the truth. So then seeing that crap just like affects the way that you view yourself and your success and your business and makes you like slow down or pump the brakes because you're like, I mean, my business is like three years old and it's not at a million dollars, but she built a million dollar business in one year. What's wrong with me? Maybe that I'm not meant for this, you know, all of that bullshit. Like, I, really encourage you to just dig deep and to build something big and to like get scrappy again. Like remember when you first were building your business, how scrappy you were. (laughs) Like you needed the money. You absolutely couldn't let your business fail. You had to prove to your parents or to your husband that like you made the right decision to your old coworkers. You were scrappy. And then you got comfortable and that's, that's okay, but like, get uncomfortable again. Start getting scrappy. Start thinking of ways that you can create more revenue coming in. New offers that you can do. Structuring your business differently. Like anything. How can you change things up from where you're at today that are going to make things even more successful? Stop calling yourself a small business owner. Stop feeling like you're just like you're a month business is enough if you dream of having this massive life full of financial freedom, of traveling, of, you know, buying your dream house, of having all the cars, all the boats, all the toys, like, something has to give to get from here to there, so quit settling and being okay with your small business, And build a freaking empire. That's what you're meant to do. You're just playing small. That's what you're meant to do. You're just holding yourself back. That's what you're meant to do. You're just letting all of this bullshit content that you're inundated with get in your head and cloud your vision and cloud your perception. What if you could just put your phone down and stop mindlessly scrolling? And what if you got outside and went on a walk instead? Or what if you opened up a book instead? Or what if you dove into a passion project? What if you worked a little bit more instead? Quit scrolling so much. Like, do you ever feel good when you come out of like a scrolling bender? I never do. I always feel guilty that I wasted that much time doing it. And yeah, sure, maybe I saw something funny or maybe I was able to send something to some friends or maybe I saw a post that was valuable, but like overall it doesn't feel like a great use of my time. You know, there are other things that you can do. I feel so much better, like worlds different when I spend even just like 30 minutes reading a book versus 30 minutes scrolling. The, it's almost like a meditative state reading is for me because it just quiets my mind. I can't think about anything else other than the words in front of me. And it is freaking beautiful because this brain never stops running. And I'm sure you can relate to that as an entrepreneur, as a woman. There's a lot going on up there at all freaking times. So... It just stops when I'm reading, especially nonfiction. Like, I love that. Just like a good story, a little romance, just a thriller, anything. Just a story that you can dive into just really helps you detach for a little bit. And I think that is awesome as opposed to just scrolling and wasting your time scrolling. Same with watching TV. Like, when I watch TV, very rarely do I just sit there and focus on the TV? Like I'm also thinking about doing other things or I'm on my phone also doing other things, scrolling and reading is the one thing that like really quiets my mind. It does. It feels like so meditative, even if I'm, you know, like reading a cheesy rom-com book or something like right now I'm reading a book about a college hockey player. (laughs) So like, it doesn't have to be anything like educational or fancy or like, I just feel like taking that time just really calms down. And that's one of those things that you can do to get into your like rest and digest state, as opposed to being in fight or flight and like help calm your nervous system. Because even when I journal, like my thoughts are everywhere. And it's like I read and I I can't think. I'm not thinking about anything other than the book and what's going on. And it is the best feeling. I really feel like if you are not in the habit of reading, if you can get into it, even if you just dedicate to reading like for 15 minutes before you go to bed, I promise it's going to be one of the best things that you ever do. It has made me... It has really improved my vocabulary, which I think is interesting. Like, I'll throw out a word sometimes and I'm like, where did that come from? Like, I know that had to have come from a book, but like, what's where did, what book did that come from? How long has it just been chilling in the back of my brain there, like waiting to be used? But I'm like, damn, I sound smart. (laughs) It makes you interesting, too. We can talk about the books that you're reading with other people you know sometimes I don't talk about my you know hockey romance stories with people but <laughs> if you like but just reading some more like self-help books or like business books like you can usually get some interesting stuff from those or if you read something more like a biography or like fiction no non-fiction I met I messed that up earlier I said reading non-fiction I didn't mean that I said I meant reading fiction nonfiction is real life, like actually happened history stuff. So if you read nonfiction, then you like you you'll you'll learn some interesting things. But I personally like reading fiction and just getting into a good story. Whoopsie daisies. Um, But I just think reading makes you a more interesting person and a more calm person. And 10 out of 10, I'd rather read a book than a TV show or scroll on my phone. It just makes me feel so much better. So there is a total random tangent for you as well about reading, but I really feel like if you can do that, it will improve your life. And like, but really all of like, that was to, <laughs> that was to say almost as like a swap, for you to stop scrolling on social so much and stop consuming so much content, so much content, because the content that you're scrolling and the content that you're saving, like, are you even like actually doing anything with that when you're like, oh, that's a good idea? Or like, oh, that was a helpful post. Like, are you actually doing anything with that? Or do you just save it your save it in your folder, never to be seen again, and you just keep scrolling? Because I know some people are like, oh, but I, like, I get so much value out of social media. I learn so much. And it's like, are you doing anything with that, though? Or are you just scrolling? Like, I love a funny TikTok as much as the next person. I really do. And sometimes you just need a good laugh or sometimes you just, I don't know. Like, I've, I have. I've learned some great stuff from TikTok. I'm just saying. I don't want to spend hours doing that every day. And I feel so much better when I'm not doing that. So I would encourage you to do the same. Now as it's getting colder out as well, I'm really trying to put an emphasis on getting out in the sunlight still. Um, getting sunlight that just makes me feel better. A couple of years ago when we lived in an apartment, I walked, I had to walk the dogs for them to go to the bathroom. So I was constantly going outside in my big old parka and a barista had asked me like, do you get seasonal depression? And I was, and this was probably like January, February when she asked me. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, normally, yes. But this year, no. And it's because I was outside all the time with my dogs, even though it was cold. And I hate the cold. I'm just trying to get more sunlight, spend time in the morning outside, like on the deck, getting some sun, some unfiltered sun, or going on a walk, or even just like sitting in front of the window. When the light is coming in, when the sunshine is coming in, get more light, get that vitamin D, get that fresh air, move your body, you're going to feel better. If you quit scrolling through all of that crap content, you'll feel better. If you can get into a consistent workout routine, you're going to feel a lot better. If you stop eating crap all the time, you're going to feel better. Colin and I started meal prepping. Um... And I our version of meal prepping, I guess, like we kind of have like batch made breakfasts um, and then we'll, you know, cook up like a healthy lunch for the week so we don't have to think about it, which is huge. Not having to decide every night what to have for dinner or every morning what to make for breakfast because there's already something in the fridge or there's already something in the freezer ready to go and you're just like, boop, heat it up eat it you don't have to worry about figuring out what sounds good or what you want to make and you don't have to spend the time making it because you already made it that's been awesome that has been epic like what a time saver just spend a few hours over the weekend prepping a few things for your week and then you literally don't have to worry about food all week it's awesome We prepped breakfast burritos and breakfast sandwiches and like a lot of them and just threw them in the deep freeze. So we've had breakfast for like three weeks. Without having to make it, but making sure because Colin's issue was that he wasn't eating breakfast or if he was, he would like stop somewhere while he was out at work. And would either like get some crap or would just end up spending a bunch of money. And he never felt good. So I was like, you need to start like eating breakfast and you'll probably feel a lot better and eat real food and you'll probably feel better and that was really nice for me because I would just be like oh I don't know what I want for breakfast today and would have to spend time like figuring out what sounded good and then spend time making something and that was just a waste of time so meal prepping has been awesome same with lunches just like something quick that can be reheated throughout the week so you don't have to spend time like making yourself lunch or if you like don't have time to make yourself lunch then you just don't end up eating and we don't have time for that you have to be fueling your brain and your body to be the executive decision maker inside of your business for you to have energy to come up with ideas you have to be fueling your body with food Yeah, You have to stop skipping meals or only drinking coffee. That's terrible for your hormones, ladies. So fucking bad (laughs) to drink coffee before you've had any food. Because it just spikes your cortisol, which you do not want. Having too much cortisol is going to prevent you from being able to lose weight. Keeps you in that, like, wired, anxious state. Keeps your body in fight or flight. You want to reduce your cortisol, which I am working with a hormone specialist to do right now. Because I have a lot of cortisol. And also a lot of estrogen. (laughs) Shout out to being on the pill for 10 years. Things are not okay in Oklahoma. So working on that. Did you guys watch The Summer I Turned Pretty this summer? (laughs) I love that show. That's like my comfort show. It's so cute. Also, uh, it's Bachelor in Paradise season, which... I love. I swear I only watch the Bachelor shows for Bachelor in Paradise. I don't love the cast that much this season, but I love that show. Also, like, didn't they used to do, like, two episodes a week and now there's only one episode a week because there's also the Golden Bachelor? That sucks. I love Bachelor in is background noise because it was like two hours worth or like four hours worth of television a week that I could just put on in the background. I do love The Bachelor shows for any just kind of background noise. And then my friends and I talk about it and all of the memes on Instagram are funny. Uh, it's total trash TV and Colin kind of hates that I watch it. But <laughs> I love like I love understanding the memes. I love seeing the memes. I love being able to talk about it with my friends. And it's awesome. Like I have a really hard time working with the TV on because I pay attention, but that's something that like, it doesn't matter if you miss something for a little bit. So I love that. But also the golden bachelor. Are you kidding? I thought it was, um, kind of stupid. I had no intention of watching it. And then one of my best friends was like, it's so cute. And I was like, Ugh. Okay, let's be honest. We all know I'm going to watch it anyways. So I turn on the first episode. Within like three minutes, I'm crying. I'm like, oh no. It was so cute, but it's so interesting to me. The way that the producers are spinning it. So like the first night on The Bachelor, it's all about like she's stealing him and she's gotten more time with him. And I haven't gotten to talk to him and she's talked to him three times and she keeps stealing him. And it's just so much cowdy drama. But then on the first night of this season, it was like all the women like singing and dancing together and being like, you're so beautiful. I love your earrings. Your dress is gorgeous. You're so pretty. Didn't hear one thing, one damn thing about a woman not getting to talk to him or uh, people getting upset about them like stealing him. It's just so interesting because that's 100% like editing. It's the production. Like, and the women seem so wholesome and great and so cute and sweet. They're all so cute and sweet and with like sad backstories and you just want them to be happy and find love. But it's very interesting to me how the producers are spinning it. Um because they're obviously spinning it in like a more kind, wholesome direction as opposed to like on The Bachelor, they make it catty. They like create drama. They make it more intense. So I am a fan. (laughs) So I will be watching that this season in the background. Um, So if you are also watching let me know. Also, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's it's just the person that I am. I love spoilers for these shows. I always look up the spoilers. I want to know. Like, I would rather, like, watch their relationship unfold. Like, it doesn't ruin anything for me. I, 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 like, don't like the suspense. I, like, don't like the anxiety of not knowing. And then it being a week by week by week thing. Like, you can't just binge it <laughs> and find out. So, I... I love the spoilers. I'm all about the spoilers. So I know, but I'm good about not spilling them to other people. I don't want to ruin it for anyone else if they don't know or they don't want to know, but I will always know the ending. So if you ever want to talk spoilers, come hit me up. (laughs) Okay. I think that's about it for this week's episode. You'll have to let me know your thoughts on season two so far like this just feels so completely different to me it feels so much more like unbuttoned which just seems a lot more like fun to me obviously i do i still do want to do like some educational episodes for you but i like these with it feels more of just like a, this is what's going on in my brain let's chat about it like like we're at happy hour like we're on a coffee date on a hot girl walk together as you're listening to this episode while walking. (laughs) I'm right there with you and we're just, we're just chatting. This is just female CEO life and I love it and I'm proud of you and I see what you're doing and I know this shit is hard, but you're doing it and you're doing something that so many people will never have the guts to do. So cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some grace. Quit being so freaking hard on yourself because you're doing the damn thing and so many people will envy you or would want to do something like this and literally will just never have the guts to do it because this shit's scary and this shit is hard. Like I said, if everyone could live their dream lives by owning their own business and it was just easy peasy and it didn't take a lot of work and it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. There's a reason there are plenty of people who are comfortable staying in their cubicles, staying in their nine to five, staying in the safe comfort zone that isn't risky. But you're here because you don't care about that. And you see a life bigger for yourself and better for yourself and know that you can make an impact helping others with your business. And you had this idea it was just like stewing around in your head. It was just, you, you had an idea one day and you turned it into a freaking business. How epic is that? Do you ever give yourself credit for that? Do you ever give yourself the credit that you deserve for the fact that you did that? Something started as an idea and now it's a real life thing. It exists. It's a business. It's a brand it makes you money. And it just started off as an idea one day as a thought. And now it's real life. And you freaking did that. So if you think that you can build a million dollar business, awesome. You're going to just give it some time, right? It took some time for you to go from idea to like full fruition of your business idea. Like all the ideas you have for your business moving forward, just know that it'll take some time too. And there's nothing wrong with that. These things take time, and I really feel like the business owners that can just dig their heels in and stick with their business for, like, three years. Those are the businesses. Those are the business owners that are going to create the financial freedom because they dug into one thing. I've been looking into, like, other business coaches, and I'm just just very curious right now, like of this highlight reel and of how people are marketing and like how these people, like if they're, they're really successful in their business now, like what did their business look like before? How did they get here? How long did it take kind of thing? And it does seem like so many of these business owners that, you know, like we all, we all probably follow on Instagram or like you would know if you saw that a lot of them are like business coaches and stuff. Like they've all been in business for a while, And it seemed like they were an overnight success, or maybe you just found them on Instagram and you're like, oh, wow, like, who's this? Without realizing the fact that she's been in business for five years, four years, three years. It takes time for these things to build. And I just feel like a lot of the content isn't serving to that belief and that understanding that these things do take time. So give yourself some grace, have some patience, but dig in with that consistency and dig your heels in, girlfriend. Like, let's fucking go. Let's build something. It's just going to take some time. And I'm totally okay with that. I will trade three years, five years of hard work for a life of freaking freedom. That's what this is about. But... And I'm, I'm over the content, too. That's like, oh, like, just start a business. It's so easy. Oh, like, sell digital products and earn passive income from home. It's like, okay, but yeah, how do you do that? You have to create content. To do that, you have to build a community. To do that, you have to build trust. To do that, you have to understand marketing. To do that, you have to understand sales. Like, it's so much more than just cranking out something from ChatGPT and Canva and putting it up on a stand on store, thinking that that's going to make you thousands of dollars a month in passive income but that's how it's marketed and it's just bullshit but it's not like social media has just so glamorized business ownership in today's day and age that people do think that they can start a business and only work a few hours and that it's going to be super easy and then they're obviously met with quite the reality check that that's not actually how this goes welcome to business ownership this shit's hard Climb on in, strap on into the roller coaster. You're not alone, we're here with you, but there are gonna be some high highs and there are gonna be some low lows. It's like right in the Mamba, World's of Fun. And if any of you get that reference, I love you. Most of you probably won't though. World's of Fun is Kansas City's amusement park. <laughs> and there's this massive roller coaster and it's so tall and it just goes shoom, like straight down. And then you go up another big hill and then you go down. It's awesome, I love roller coasters. Colin and I went to Worlds of Fun this summer and rode the roller coasters. Um, I'm getting, like, too old for that shit. Both of us are. Like, we both love roller coasters. I don't love, like, rides as much. Like, I don't want to be spun around or go upside down a ton. Like, I don't know. I don't love rides. I love roller coasters. But <laughs> we were We'd get off and we were both, like, Kind of lightheaded, like kind of dizzy. There weren't a lot of lines the day we went. So people would like get off the ride and just like shoop, get right back on the ride, like the like two runs later. And we were like, we need a break. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> Getting old sucks. There was an episode of Modern Family where they go to Disneyland and the dad, Phil, is like, oh, like I used to always be able to ride roller coasters and like, what's happening? And they said, and this is what I, I believed that this is true. So hopefully this is true because I learned this science from modern family. So don't quote me, but like the fluid in your ear thickens as you get older and that will like cause you to not be able to handle the motion as well. So that's a bummer. So I guess that's happening. But then I think about my dad who rode all those roller coasters with me as a kid. Like, how did he do that? What a champ. What an absolute champ. Because we were both ready to leave after riding like four roller coasters. We were like, (laughs) oh, I think we're done for today. So that's a bummer. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) And we will call it cut on this week's episode of the female CEO show. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And I will catch you later this week for the weekly recap episode. I'll give you the tea, the scoop, the skinny on what is going down in my business and like in my life this week, real time updates. So you know that you are not in this alone and that my business is not perfect. Like let's have the ugly uncomfortable conversations inside of the weekly update episodes too. I'm going to be doing the like answering the Q&As uh, the anonymous Q&As the ask courtney's um ask me anything it is linked on the female CEO show Instagram um like in the in the links in the link in bio it's a Google form and you can literally ask me anything and I will answer those episodes answer those episodes, answer those questions on the weekly recap episodes. So I'm super excited about that. Whatever questions that you have, whether it's personal, whether it's business, whether like literally whatever it is, ask me anything. And it's anonymous. It can be or you can include your name if you'd like, um, but it's it's optional. So you can ask me questions completely anonymously, which is going to be so much fun. And I'm going to answer those on the weekly recap episodes. So you can expect that to be coming later this week and check in with me and a real-time update of what's going on with my business. I just decided to do that because I really do want to drop the veil and fuck the freaking highlight reel this season and have these real conversations about... Like the real shit, the real behind the scenes of business ownership that no one's freaking talking about. So I'll talk about it. Um, But it was, I feel like between guest interviews and doing the educational solo episodes that I was missing out on being able to have those conversations with you guys. So we're back doing two episodes a week, baby. And I'm really excited. So you'll have to let me know what you think, what you want to hear, what questions you have drop them. Uh, I'll link that in the show notes for you as well to ask Courtney link. Um, so you have that. The female CEO show is now on TikTok as well. If you are not following us there, I'm having a lot of fun creating content over there, um, like kind of using some trends, like doing some fun stuff, like using some humor being a bit funnier, like on my personal TikTok, I'm very focused on education and adding value. And I don't use trends at all. Um, It's literally just like face to cam talking videos pretty much every single time I post. And so I'm allowing myself to have a bit more fun um, and be a bit more creative and get a bit more into like my content creator era over on the female CEO show TikTok. So I'm sharing just a lot more content over there on the TikTok than I am on Uh, the Instagram or my other TikTok um, or my personal Instagram as well. So be sure to follow over there. It's going to be fun. I promise. We're ready to make the, the female CEO show go viral. We will see. We will see. Now I'm building two TikTok accounts too. So it's kind of fun. It'll be interesting to kind of like see what works. Um... I need to do a TikTok episode for you guys to kind of sharing all of my knowledge and tips and tricks on TikTok that I've learned these last like six or so months. So if you are interested in that, let me know. And if you have any specific questions about TikTok, DM me or you can leave them on Ask Courtney um, and we can dive into those on the TikTok episode. But I feel like I owe you guys that. That would be really fun. Okay. I've said goodbye twice already. So third time's the charm. Thanks for joining me today. Love you. Catch you on the next episode, biz bestie. You're freaking killing it. And I'm proud of you. Keep it up. I'll catch you later this week. Thanks for listening to the Female CEO Show.